0: That's why I said, you know, maybe sometimes we have to let go and let somebody else decide that. Let go and let God. Oh, God. Um, very preachy today, Carol. Very preachy today. See, this is what happens when you go to an ordination filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, God. It's <laughs>
1: coming through of you. <laughs> Hello, dear mother.
0: Hello, Katie. Katie, how are you
1: today? (laughs) I'm good. (laughs)
0: Oh, just to get to this point today, you know? I know. I usually don't work out on Mondays, but I knew that I was going to be traveling this week and I had to miss a long story. But anyhow, so he's fitting me in today and tomorrow. And um, tomorrow I was very slow moving today. Mm -hmm. And it's a good thing that I went because it did. Charge me up a little bit, so
1: workouts will always do that yeah, for you. Yeah, I feel a Monday morning workout is the best way to start your week.
0: Yeah, well, I usually do Tuesday Thursday, which works out well for me because if I'm traveling, you know, a lot of times I like to keep Monday Friday, you know, yeah, available. flexible, yeah, flexible.
1: But I'm so proud of you that you have a trainer and you've been going twice a week. That's so good.
0: And I have to tell you, I wore a dress that was snug around the middle before Mm -hmm. on me. And it's not snug anymore. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the best feeling? What an emotional weekend for me. When is it not an
1: emotional weekend for you?
0: (laughs) And as I told you before, I was looking forward to this ordination of Christopher's roommate Well, explain what that is, what an ordination is. Oh, well, an ordination is when you become a priest in the Catholic Church. And he's becoming a Jesuit priest. But to be a Jesuit priest, you are in discernment for 11 to 12 years. So Dan Dan Kennedy, uh, he went into the novitiate, I guess what they call it, the novitiate. Well, anyhow, to study to be a priest um, right from graduating from college. Which mm-hmm. a lot of men nowadays they discern a little longer before they enter the, mm-hmm. the priest um, to study to be a priest. But anyhow, it it was just like going back home, seeing uh, Christopher's a uh, lot of Christopher's Boston College friends that all flew in for this uh, long weekend. It's it's like a wedding for him. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many festivities and whatnot. I uh, the most important thing for me was that I just wanted to get to the ordination. It was three hours long. And I wanted to make sure that I was, uh, at his first mass, which was on uh, Sunday morning at eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the time dad and I were babysitting. We had our <laughs> babysitting hats on and whoa, you know, mm-hmm. it was something else. Wait, did you have all three of them Thursday night? It was just the two of them, the two older ones. And then Friday night we had all three, but yeah. you know what, uh, Annie was okay. I mean, she was, she woke up in the middle of the night. Well, it wasn't, well, it wasn't the middle of the night. She woke up at 11 p.m. And I thought, oh, dear God, you know. (laughs) And it was an hour and a half of walking and rocking her. Oof. Yeah. That, that was hard. And you know, I had, she's teething, isn't she? She is teething. And, um, I thought, no, I'm not going to give her a bottle. She does not because she, she ate. She's now eating some pureed food, which is so mm-hmm. much fun to feed her. She just loves it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, as I was rocking her, I was like closing my eyes. And I thought, oh, God, I can't do that because I'm like rocking myself to sleep. And I'm holding a baby here. You Yeah, know? that's
1: not good. Yeah.
0: No, no. So I sat on the stairs and I just kind of rocked. And yeah. And then she went back down and I'll be darned. She slept till like six o'clock. So that was OK. That's
1: great. That's great.
0: Yeah, no, and then we went back to Lizzie's house, Lizzie and Critty's house on Saturday, uh, and kind of put them to bed there. Um, yeah. So anyhow, mm-hmm. uh, but the 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 mass itself, the ordination, was just steeped in tradition and mysticism. And I mean it 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 dates back to the 15th century. And I, I was writing down all these these were you know, the it was the laying on of hands, a hundred Jesuit priests were there supporting these six boys that were becoming priests, Mm -hmm. and they each took turns laying their hands on their heads, and that was symbolic of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. coming to them. I mean, it was just unbelievable. That's so cool. From that to the the holy oils, and uh, yeah, it was just, yeah. And then Christopher uh, hosted a party at his house for 35 of his buddies that flew in. That's what I was trying to tell you. So that's why we took the kids so that they could just concentrate on having fun doing that. So so that That was, was it was good. Now you and you were in the Hamptons. In the Hamptons.
1: It was a quick jaunt. Um, I taught out there, I taught a class at Gurney's, um, which is a hotel in Montauk and then like an influencer class, um, that energy, the studio that I teach at in the city put on. Okay. And I got a car on Friday, got there Friday night, spent the night and then taught two classes on Saturday and drove back home. So it was like a whirlwind. How how long of a drive is that now? It's all dependent on traffic, but uh-huh. like three oh. three to six hours depending oh on traffic. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like three and some change both times because um, Montauk's all the way at the end. Okay. It's crazy. I haven't been to the Hamptons in a while. It's crazy how much, how expensive it is out there. Like insane.
0: So a lot of people that live in New York, wealthier people I would say, right? They have houses out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, most like wealthy New Yorkers have a house and then they go on the weekend. Like that's like their weekend house and summers or whatever. But it's so expensive. Like when I went to Gurney's and like Gurney's is a nice hotel, but my room wasn't like crazy. Like it was like a nice, clean, so expensive. I ordered a I couldn't even get a glass of wine. I'm like, I after this long travel day, I need a glass of wine. Like like you can only order a bottle. I'm like okay, I'll order a bottle. Like I'll cork it and I'll bring it home. So I order a bottle of wine and the bottle of wine was $90. And oh. I was like, are you kidding me for the red? I looked up the brand and they sell it at like total wine for
0: like 20 bucks. Okay. But why is it so expensive in the Hamptons then? Because it's all the New Yorkers, that they'll, they'll pay for, it's
1: absurd to me.
0: Okay. And How you, you always talk about uh, you're more an upstate girl, not a Hamptons girl.
1: Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Is that one of the percent. reasons?
0: Of course. Yeah.
1: Even when I was in um, upstate staying with Kira and Dietrich, our friends, because they bought a house up there, we went into like at the home goods store and Kira and I were buying like it was free because everything was like so cheap compared to what we're used to. It was like so affordable. And Matt and Diedrich are like, oh my God, what are they buying? like, it's so cheap. It's so, so affordable. We can buy it all up here. It's totally fine. Crazy.
0: It's just no. crazy.
1: And then I went to Round Swamp Farms, which is like the most iconic Hampton like farm stand. And it's incredible food. And like, I got like four things and it was like 200 bucks. Katie. No, I know. It's crazy.
0: That's just insane. I know. I, I would not enjoy that. No, it's just no. It's too much. It's no. beautiful.
1: And like being on the beach was like really pretty and like seeing it, but no. The one thing that I have trouble with the Hamptons is like when I want to get away, I want to get away and like not see anyone and like not care about really how I look. If I want to go out in Crocs, go out in Crocs and like be low-key. Where in the Hamptons, like you go out and you, you've got to be all dolled up. Not even – like you, you go out to be seen. It's like all the same people from New York Ugh. that, you know,
0: yeah. you can't really be incognito. Yeah. Where in the – I mean, um, upstate, it's way more chill. That's crazy. I mean, I just don't know how people have so much money that they can just throw away like that. I mean, it just seems like it's a sin.
1: Well, what do you mean throw away? If you have a house out there that's
0: well, not I mean, $200 away. for four items, I mean, it that just makes but no I'm, sense. The, the amount of wealth in New York is just crazy. I know, but that's like to me, like, why then why would you want to throw your money away? To me, it just is crazy. I wouldn't want to go there if it's that expensive.
1: No, I know, I know, but if you have to think of it at a different level, like people. That's
0: your normal is that that's probably their normal, you know, it's all relative. I guess my point is, do they feel like they are being taken advantage of because of the uptick in prices? They don't a care.
1: Fa- yeah. A thousand percent. But it's like, that's what it is. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It really because, is like even,
0: even living in New York City, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it's very, it's much more, exp- it's, it's double some of the things. That yeah. you would find in Milwaukee, that you find in New York, but I feel like you can always find places in New York where you yeah. can. It, it, it is affordable. Yeah,
1: but then also people that are working in New York make more money than they do in Milwaukee because of the cost of living. Is so cost high of living. Here.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all relative. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, uh, you survived. I survived. We came back, or I came back.
1: Um, it was quick, but like ugh, the adrenaline. And I love teaching and I love going out and traveling and teaching and going around and meeting people, but oof, it's like a big high and then and a like big low. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what I feel like from this weekend too. It was just like, like the adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, we um after uh everybody kind of left, I I did have, I forgot that I had uh dinner reservations that I made a couple weeks ago with uncle David and aunt Minnie, uh, at this place called loopy Iris. Is that a new place? I know you started going there. You guys really yes, like this it. This is the second time we went there. It is, it is fairly new. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's run by, um, a f- pretty famous chef, Adam, uh, Siegel. I, f- I don't know how to pronounce it, Seagal or Siegel, but he, he, um, used to run the Bartolotta. He was one of the head chefs at the Bartolotta restaurant, the Lake Park and Mm -hmm. Bacchus. And this is now his own that he's started. And um, he also won uh, the James Beard, I think 2008 James Beard uh, Best Chef of the Midwest Award. So, I mean, he's just fantastic. But he's very much family means a lot to him. And this restaurant is based after I think some of his relatives and his wife's relatives, and it's a French and Italian Riviera cuisine, which is really interesting. Yeah. It's, it's very different. And anyhow, so, uh, they had advertised that they were going to start four times this summer, something called Sunday suppers. And I thought, Oh, that's really charming. That sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. And you buy a ticket and it was $60 a ticket and it was a four course meal. Wow. And, um, then of course you buy your, you know, then the drinks are, uh, additional. Um, and I thought, well, this just sounds like fun. It's something, you know, you don't have to, it's a set menu. You're not the best. choosing. I just love that. I don't have to worry about anything. So anyhow, we checked in and so they were just kind of waiting for other people to check in for this. And I thought, well, what, what is that supposed to mean? Well, we, they sat us in the back room and there were like, Four or five big tables that fit six people. And I thought, oh gosh, are they going to seat us with other people? Yeah. You know, they didn't, but it was a huge table for the, just the four of us. But that was the whole point is that family that eventually you might want to come to these and you'll be seated with people that you might not know if it's just two of you with other people and you get to know people and it's Sunday supper. And it, as it turns out, we we knew some of the people that were there, so it was kind of fun.
1: Aww. And
0: um, the food was out of this world, just delicious. I mean, we ate like everything. It was just delicious. So that was fun. That was just a wonderful way to, to end the emotional weekend. <laughs> Do you know what? Matt and I watched a movie on
1: Saturday night after I came back, uh, Blackberry. Have you heard about this movie? No. Oh my God, it was so good. It is on, I think we rented it on like HBO or Max or whatever they're calling it now. And it's all about like how Blackberry, like, like the phone started.
0: Oh, sure. Dad had one of those. Yeah, me too. Oh, I never did. I never yeah, did. I did.
1: Oh, I loved it. And you BBM your friends It's like a whole thing. What's BBM? Blackberry Messenger. Oh.
0: Why didn't I ever have one?
1: I don't how know. did you have one? Yeah, I had one. Mine was red. What kind of cell phone did you have in the beginning?
0: I have no clue. Did, I don't what know. Did, did you just have a razor? Apple?
1: I think just. A- no, that's not true. You had a cell phone. I had like. Haley, like, I really didn't. I don't think I did. If I did, you did. Yeah. I don't. had like this huge, like flip phone. Yeah, that was like gray. I don't even know what the brand it was. It was, you couldn't, could only call. And then I had a razor and then a BlackBerry, and then the iPhone.
0: Don't even remember. Isn't that funny? But anyhow, so the movie.
1: Yeah, and it was just about how like BlackBerry started, and it was really good. It's a Canadian company. I didn't know that. Huh. mm mm-hmm. th-
0: Highly th- recommend. I think it's still around. Is it or not? No. No. <laughs> no.
1: Okay. <laughs> I, iPhone, like Apple completely took over. Yeah. And they crushed them. But they all the founders are like billionaires, so…
0: Oh, well, good for them.
1: they made it out, okay,
0: yeah, they sure did, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what else to catch up on I yeah, it just was that kind of a week that mm-hmm. it was uh just you're on that train and you're just going until it stops, and it stopped with that delicious dinner. I keep thinking about it, and Katie, it was the olive oil cake for dessert.
1: we love an olive oil cake,
0: oh my gosh, it was just delicious, and that. I think it does come from the Riviera, the Italian French Riviera.
1: Sure, really? let's say that. Let's yeah. just why not? Let's, I let's love
0: start that. that.
1: All right.
0: I mean, from Milwaukee to have that olive oil cake, and it had a little dollop of ice cream, and then this fruit compote on it. Ooh, Ooh, oh, a compote, we love a compote. Oh yes, and it was. See, now I'm heading back to what we ate. the The um, salad was a white bean, uh, shrimp. And then shaved, some kind of shaved like um, cabbage. It was with a, Love s- it. a sweet sour. It was just pork alone. Pork. Uh, <laughs> Give gross. me the whole menu, Mom. Keep going. <laughs> Let's gross. hear it. And then the third course was the brie. Oh dear lord! The brie and the bread. You know, typical, right? With typical fr- French that you would have okay. that for dessert, but it was like. I was so full. I couldn't really enjoy that as much and then have that a dessert on top of that. So yeah. anyhow, yeah. Well, wish I could have brought it home. Good for you. Yeah. I'm happier going out and like trying actual new uh, restaurants in Milwaukee. Isn't the truth? I know. You never do. You're very comfortable in like your spots. I know. So that was good. But we're headed to New York this week. I know. On Wednesday, are you coming? When, yeah. We're, I'm going to take, I am not good with these morning flights anymore. I'd rather fly at night. That's so interesting. I know. Like, it's, it's such just, the opposite. Well, it's just that I don't sleep then because then mm. I'm so worried that I'm going to oversleep or, and, and that never happens, but mm. uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to try it this time. So I'm going to take the, the. I'll get everything done. I've got a lot of stuff to accomplish on Wednesday and um, yeah, I'm going to take the, the last flight out as they say. And I think I get in at, <laughs> at 9 p.m. <laughs> You get in at 9 p.m. on Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday night, yeah.
1: Well, I have a running list of things that dad needs to hang and fix and do at the apartment for me.
0: After he gets done doing my list.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) But it'll be fun because, you know, dad and I haven't been uh, in the apartment together for a while. You know, Mm -hmm. I was there by myself and then he did a quick trip in. And uh, so this will be fun. It'll be so yeah. good. It'll be great. It'll be great. So we're looking forward to it. How's the weather?
1: It's warm. I mean, you saw that whole like thing with the air quality. It was like oh crazy from the fires in Canada. Canada. Like, who knew? Yeah, it was crazy. But like New Yorkers get so over dramatic. They're like, Wear the mask. We're gonna I die. Would've. Like, I know, but it's just like so over the top. We're like, okay, we're it's we'll be fine. Like It's like you're smoking a couple cigarettes. Like I'm sure
0: everyone has done that before. Like, well, I know, but the particles are bad. It is like it's almost because what what I what are the particles, mom? Well, I was reading that it's almost like a carbon monoxide type situation.
1: I'm not discounting that it's bad, and I'm not discounting that, like you know, global. Whatever, what's it called? Warming. It's Bubble really global warming. a thing like I believe in all of that stuff, but I'm just saying New Yorkers just take it to the next level, and it's like so obnoxious, oh, you know. Like okay. people are like canceling things. I'm like, okay, because yeah. they're supposed
0: to stay inside. They said, yeah, it's just you know. Well, at least keep your windows closed and. Gate- yeah, no, yeah. it's
1: fine now. It's still a little hazy, but I don't
0: know if that's just like the weather or yeah. But it was like yellow, wasn't it? I yeah, it's crazy. Oh, God. that's crazy. Um, speaking of, did you get your air conditioner fixed? Uh, we have this like huge, oh, like mama.
1: temporary one, so like There's it works. Big... Yes, it's oh. terrible, but you know, at least the room's cooler, so I'll take that for what it is.
0: Unbelievable. And did they fix the 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 water situation? The no. shower? They no, still it's... haven't.
1: Yeah, no. Oh, Katie. It's on the list. I know. But, you know, we'll get there.
0: Yeah. Oh, well.
1: All right, Mama. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that I've had kind of randomly conversations about with a bunch of my girlfriends who are at different stages of their own life. And most of my friends are in kind of the similar stage that I am that – Either they're married or dating someone seriously and kids are like a thought, but we're still in this in-between phase of being newly married. We want kids, but like now seems like a scary time to have kids because everything changes and like knowing when that decision is the right decision because I don't know if they're Ever is a right time, or if you ever felt that too, because you and Dad were married for like five years before
0: I think you it was had four years, and then I got pregnant. Yeah, it you know there, I don't even know how to address this whole topic, but I don't think there's ever a perfect time to to have a child. You know, mm-hmm. um, obviously there's the biological clock that w- women have to always be conscious of.
1: Yeah, but 30 is nothing. I mean, I think that's still…
0: Right, but they say that you're most fertile in your 20s, and then uh, in your 30s, it, you know, gets less and less and less. So, you do the have thought to thought
1: be- of having a child in my 20s, like… I know. I, I could never. I literally could never. And that was commonplace back. I mean, I think it still is a very commonplace for a lot of people. Like I don't in- think so. Oh, I absolutely. All my friends in the Midwest have kids. Okay. And they had babies in their 20s. In their 20s. Okay. Yeah, early 20s. I feel that's way more common in the Midwest or like the South. Mm -hmm. I think on the coast, it's a little different where people wait longer. It's more common, I would say.
0: Well, I I think that, you know, number one is that communication between, you know, the husband and wife or the, the, Husband and husband, you know, situation. You, you have to be so honest and open with each other. Mm-hmm. Number one, because you both have to be on the same page when it comes to starting a family. Don't you think? Totally. Yeah.
1: So, what did that look like for you and Dad?
0: You know, I have to be honest with you. It's nothing that we didn't plan anything. We didn't. We didn't say, okay, now we're going to have a. You know, let's try having. You know, starting a family. We just didn't. It was. We weren't as careful, but you just said that to be on the same page. Oh, well, of course, to be on the same page. We just, we we would have welcomed a child right from the beginning. That was, Mm -hmm. you know, but we weren't ready. We were both uh, dealing with our careers and whatnot. And it got to be a point where, yes, we were married about four years and um, we weren't just as careful with our uh, birth control. And if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. That's basically what we said. And boom, it was, it happened right away. Mm. I mean, I didn't have to try too hard. Mm. Um, and back, back then, did you get, was there pressure for you
1: to have a baby sooner? Cause you had pretty at like 32, right? Yep. yep.
0: Nope. I didn't feel any pressure at all. I didn't. What made you think it was time because I was 32. Yeah. I didn't want to have children at, at 40 years old. I didn't. Now there's a lot of women that, you know, they're, they're in their late thirties when they start having a family Mm -hmm. and that, that's a whole nother issue, Katie, you know, as far as, um, a lot of them have to have the IVF. I mean, all, all these issues come up with your biological, oh, what, I can't think of the word that I'm, what am I, your biological clock or your, your body, you know, Mm um, Mm -hmm. A lot of female issues. That you I mean,
1: I know I have a couple girlfriends who are de- going through IVF to retrieve their eggs now like, because they're not with a serious partner and they're not dating someone and they want to have that security of taking those precautions. Right? IVF is when you like. Well, well. You take your eggs out to save them to freeze
0: them? Is Not that, really. No, no. What's and what that's is that? In vitro fertilization. That's what IVF is. So that means you want to get pregnant. Harvesting your eggs. That's what the well, that's what freezing your, your eggs. Are doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, freezing your eggs. So are they married?
1: No, single. Okay,
0: single. That's the whole point. They're doing I don't know. it. Because I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that?
1: I would do that if I was in my mid thirties and I wasn't dating someone seriously and I knew I wanted children and I was like hoping that I would find someone, if I had the funds to do it, I absolutely would do it.
0: Yeah. And that's another thing too. I wonder how expensive that is. I mean, not everybody can afford that.
1: No, totally. I'm saying if I could do that and I had the funds to do it, I would absolutely do that. I think it's like that security blanket of
0: having that. Oh yeah. So that's, that's a whole nother story. Wow. That was not around uh, when, when I was having children, that's for sure. Or it wasn't as common. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly never heard of it. You don't agree with that? With, um, I I just don't know enough about it. I guess I I certainly understand what the women, what their fears are. Mm -hmm. Certainly, you know, if they're in their mid thirties and uh, you you don't produce as many eggs. I'm certainly not a doctor, but that's what they say. You know, mm-hmm. your egg production goes down drastically in your 30s. So that's what you have to be careful of, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something you need to talk to your doctor about, that's for sure. No, and I, I, I wonder if you can
1: get tested too about with it, you know. There's so many fertility tests that you can take, yeah. like at-home tests. But
0: yeah, because there you certainly are them. women that are very fertile in their 30s too. But um, mm-hmm. ah you know what, who am I to judge? I feel like the last episode I judged too much by saying, you know, uh, the Kardashians having children, you know, out of wedlock. And after I said that, I said to myself, well, I wonder if people are going to think that I'm being very judgmental. But, you know, I just want to clarify that I don't think that's a good example. They obviously have the funds to take care of these children, but the common person doesn't. It's very difficult. To to have a child as a single parent, without number one, without having extra money to hire people to help you, yeah, it's 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 very difficult. I -hmm. I I do think that there's there's a huge responsibility that comes with bringing a child into the world. It's a life lifelong commitment, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think I've said it to you before when I was somewhat judgmental that children are not an accessory. You know, it's a huge blessing and uh, you do need to be prepared and ready to have a child, the two of you. I feel that way too. I feel like like
1: for me personally, like I am just not ready right now. And mm-hmm. I, I think Matt is like so crazy busy at work. I think, of course, it happened. That would be great. It'd be amazing. Yeah. But if I could plan something, I, I think we're too involved in our own stuff right now. But Matt always says he's like people have kids all the time with far less and right. families that are not supportive and they can deal it like we it doesn't can make it, it easy, out.
0: Katie. Yeah, but of course, of course. But I'm just out. saying, people
1: figure it out. People have been having
0: kids for ever, of course. <laughs> so, of course. Like, and maybe, man, maybe maybe we put too much thought into it mm-hmm. that everything has to be in such a uh, a perfect. Uh, lineup and perfect storm to be able to have a child, you know. Yeah. That's that's a very good point. But you you do have to know that I mean there's so many couples that both are working outside of the home. Totally. And and how do you balance all that? I know just watching Christopher and Lizzie, you know, that was a huge balancing act. Yeah. Because they both had full time big jobs when they had two children. Mm -hmm. So you know they had to secure a daycare and getting them back and forth and picking them up. I mean, you have to be ready for all that. Totally. You know, have you, have you watched the most recent episode of the Kardashians speaking
1: of? No. Mm-mm. I think I give Chloe a lot of props because she's being very vulnerable because she is opening up about her most recent baby having, being birthed through a circuit. and she's having a really tough time connecting with the baby. And she's like, it's not like I treat him any differently or I don't love him, but it's really hard. Well, I I can't imagine like that's an incredible gift to have a surrogate and like have your own like child come into the world with your DNA and everything. But that must be a total mind. It has to be. It has to be. I don't see how that couldn't be especially
0: having her first baby naturally. Right. And and then they, she was at the hospital. I mean right as the baby was being born and they yeah, had the hand, right. Oh gosh, I know. I don't know, Katie, that would be hard for me. That would yeah. have been hard for me. I think it would have been easier to adopt a baby than I don't know. Really? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good point. I I don't know. I just don't know.
1: I I give parents who have adopted or had babies through surrogacy so much credit because
0: that is a really tough. Wow. Emotionally. And once again, Katie, not many people can afford a surrogate. Well, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's, yeah. Wow. That's not usually an option for, you know, the common person. Mm Mm-hmm. So you you do have to be mindful about you know your age, <laughs> uh, uh, unlike the men who who is it Bobby De Niro oh my god. and so crazy at eighty one having a child and that's in, that's disgusting that's gross. Well, no, the girl is like twenty.
1: A, the girl is like twenty some years old, mom. That's disgusting. Yeah, that is disgusting. Like happy, there's a new baby and life in the yeah. world. We love that. Like it's not the child's fault, but
0: like oh my god, gross. But once again. They have the money to take care of these children, you know. know. So they can do it. But uh, yeah, that's, I know, but that, that doesn't
1: that doesn't mean anything. Having money versus no money. It's about how having a yeah. a, a with it parent.
0: No. Yeah,
1: I don't think yeah. that's a, an easy. Uh, it it like, can't be.
0: It can't be. It can't s- be. Are they married? S- no. Oh, Bobby. I don't the, think this, so. Oh, I thought they were. I mean, she, I she's I don't twenty know. something.
1: Yeah, I think she's in her twenties or like early thirties, but I think it's in the twenties.
0: Oh my gosh! I know. Well, uh, who am I to judge? I guess who am I to judge? But no, I'm judging. That's weird. Yeah, but my, my point being is that the men don't have this biological clock like we do, like the women. So it is something that you have to be very present about thinking when you want, you know, to have a child. So. You can't all of a sudden think at 40, well, let's, let's try. You were 36 with me? 35. 35. Mm -hmm. And then had me at 35 as well. And that's considered, you know, uh, a high risk pregnancy.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was back then. Now it's much more commonplace for women to have their babies in the 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have their...
1: I can't imagine
0: having a baby earlier than that.
1: Like, I literally can't fathom it.
0: I know you people know, Katie, do. I, I kind of wish that I would have have started earlier. Why? Because then I would have been a younger grandma, too. You're young. No, oh, Katie, you know, it, it's different. It really is different. But, but yeah. age is a mindset. I, well, I It's reality, though, too. I know. But, like,
1: do you feel that your age is hindering you from being with the kids. You're no, you just but I mean, it's for
0: three nights. I know, but it's just inevitable, Katie, that, you know, it, when Willie's 20, I will be what, you know what I mean? So if you have children younger, everybody can enjoy them more. Am I putting pressure on you? No, no, okay. no You're I'm good. not. I'm not. No, I'm, I, I, it's the greatest joy in the world to have that baby and to share it with the, your family and your the mm-hmm. grandparents and great grandparents, you know, um, it, it's amazing. See, I just think back on my grandma, my grandma, my mom's mom was older when she had children and my mom was older when she had children. So, you've so, seen that. So, so I've seen that, but, and yeah, my, um, obviously my mom will never, never, well, that's a whole nother story, but anyhow, there there's something to be said about everything. No, of course.
1: I'm about having me, them
0: young or having them older. I'm
1: saying for me personally, like yeah. even if I was with Matt five years before, like I think I didn't know who I was. Right. Like until my like late 20s, early, like now. Like, right. Uh, I, the thought of like not understanding who I am as a human and then bringing a human in the world seems… It's a
0: huge responsibility. It's wonderful, but it's a huge responsibility. And talk about your lifestyle changes. Totally. I mean, your social life changes mm-hmm. big time. I mean, it has to, you know, you can't just pick up and go.
1: What was the biggest thing for you when you first had, Christopher, that like, not
0: mourned, but like, you're like, oh, this is, I don't, this is this is tough. I You know, to be honest with you, Katie, I was so ready to have Christopher. I was yeah. so ready to have, that I don't, more, I don't remember mourning anything because I went right back. I mean, I had roles and I was singing and I balanced and just it, I made it work. Mm-hmm. It was just such a positive for me, you know. It was a time in my life that I was so ready to just nest. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny how that happens that nothing else mattered. I just because everything else was just it'll come when it comes you know the career but you can never replace that yeah and and it is a sacrifice it is totally. a sacrifice so yeah but such a joyous t- time of your life what a gift of love that you're giving to each other as mm-hmm. a couple i mean wow
1: so what advice do you have for me or other people in my position where you either have a partner that you see, having kids with in the future, but you're unsure of timing, and like you kind of are in this limbo of what's next in life, be it like I said, with a partner or by yourself, if you want to have kids or freeze your eggs or any of that kind of stuff.
0: Wow, I, I, how would I know what kind of advice to give? I think it's just such an individual choice. I, I, I just communicate with your partner don't wait too long because i've i've seen and i've heard so many stories where it's you know it's it's heartbreaking how long that they've tried to have a baby and they just couldn't in the years then just tick by and it gets harder and harder have the have that conversation early on so you can plan ahead i don't know what else to say other than that and there's some part of me that does believe that god has a hand in all of this too I think it's all it's all figured out and sometimes you have to just let go to that as well and mm-hmm. trust and have faith that it's going to happen it's not just always so planned kind of what i'm thinking too i can't right. wait to see your babies
1: oh lord i went to a psychic in Uh, LA and she said that it's going to be two boys. And I'm like, "Uh, I think you must be mistaken because there (laughs) has to be a girl in there. So like, I think you need to go upstairs and talk to any of your spirit guides and say that something's wrong. Yeah. Well, it is what it is, Kate. You will
0: love them regardless. Well, of course, but I, it's crucial for me to have a girl. There is just something so special about having a little boy.
1: Of course. I love little boys, but like I'm just saying like that You want a little
0: Katie. I do too. I do too.
1: Not gonna work for anyone. You just
0: want to dress them
1: up. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll either be (laughs) if I have two boys, we're gonna have like 20
0: kids because we'll just keep on trying until we get a girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear Lord, I'll have to move out there for sure. That's another thing, too. I mean, to have family nearby is so important.
1: Okay, let's not do this now because that's going
0: to make me depressed. I know because you're not here.
1: Because are be? here full
0: time. Well, I know. Katie, well, maybe you'll move back here. Okay. Yeah. I love that. When is the right time to have a baby? You tell me. That is, a, that is the million-dollar question, Katie, that I think I all couples go through. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. But, boy, make sure you talk about that before you get married, too. Well, of course. Yeah. Yeah,
1: there's so many things that should be talked about before you get married. Before you
0: get married, yeah. What about Matt? I mean, how does how does he feel about it? I think he
1: thinks he's ready. Like he loves kids. He like can't wait to be a dad and he's so excited. I know. But I I don't think he realizes how much like work goes into it and right now like work is his baby and he it's all consuming right. and I think And I, listen, who knows, I don't know if we'll ever end up. Like it'll never be the perfect time. It'll never be
0: work is easy no. and calm. No. And that's my point. When, when people say, what is the right time? When is the right mm-hmm. time to have a baby? There is never, there's not an answer for that. Yeah. There's not an answer for that. It. it that's why I said, you know, maybe sometimes we have to, to uh, let go and let Somebody else decide that let go and let God. Oh, God. Um, very preachy today, Carol. Very preachy today. See, this is what happens when you go to an ordination. Dear very, Lord. Very, very filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, God. It's coming through. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming through. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, dear. So, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And as far as the freezing of the eggs, I do understand. I un- do
1: it. I, I say, understand. if you want to, and you have the funds, and you're thinking about it, go into your doctor, get a consultation, and do it. You'll never, you'll never regret it.
0: You know, the thing that I would be Miss Worrywart that I am, I'd be worried that Are you sure those are my eggs? Or oh, did God. you? Yeah, did you take someone else's? Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think they have that
0: probably locked, locked down. Yeah. But do it. Oh dear. I'm glad I'm done with the childbearing. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) are you kidding? No. (laughs) All right. So my honest to Pete. Yes. Is, is kind of we're tied into this ordination. Uh,
1: Okay. I know.
0: I know, but it, it just has to be because I was just like, (sighs) it was a heavy heart. So there's a, A section of the ordination where they go up to the bishop and they have a, it's like a tea towel that's put underneath their hands, Mm -hmm. the priest to be, and they pour the holy oil on their hands and the oil then of course seeps into the tea towel, right? Mm -hmm. And then that tea towel is wrapped in their hands and they go and it's. Private, I guess they they go and they take it off and they put it somewhere special so they remember that's theirs. And as we were sitting there, uh, Kevin whispered in my ear. He said the person next to him had told him the story that why they did this in the 15th century, and it was Abby's parents. So you know who Abby is. It was tradition that that tea towel was given to that boy's mother, and it was her free ticket to heaven. Oh. I lost it in church then. I totally lost it because that mother is giving their son to the Lord. <laughs> so Dano gave his that little towel to his mother.
1: That's so sweet. So that's her
0: free ticket to Devon. So <laughs> that was an emotional honesty. What I know, the hell? But wasn't that I mean, I just that just hit me so hard. See, and it hit you too. Yeah, It was just, so that's my point is Katie, honest to Pete, that's what was my, my weekend was just, uh, just nonstop. I was just crying in church. And beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. But all the symbolism mm-hmm. and tradition was just, it hit me hard and it well, was I beautiful. I think that's the beauty in like
1: any religion is there the symbolism exactly. and the
0: tradition and yep. you know, yep. the ritual of that is so yep. beautiful. It was just beautiful. So uh, I will have to be knocking on the gates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have a free ticket. You got to be no free ticket repenting for your sins. Yes. <laughs> so on that note, Katie, take us out. Oh, I love you, Mom. I love you too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow this pa- podcast, Honest to Pete. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. New episode every Thursday. And we will see you next week. Love you, Mama. And love you more. Bye. <laughs>